Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Lauren with Powerbox 360 out of Roslyn, Long Island. What is going on, Lauren? How are you doing today? What's up, JJ? I'm psyched to be here on Gym Lords. I think it's awesome that we have a podcast all about health and fitness, and I'm pumped to talk with you. There we go. There we go. Look, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Powerbox 360, you know, first, we want to give you the floor here and give you an opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. Why don't you give us a little description on how you would describe Powerbox 360 in your own words? Thank you, JJ. So Powerbox 360 was born literally when we were on shutdown uh, in, in, for COVID, for the pandemic. So prior to that, I was the founder of, Pow- of Pure Power Bootcamp, which was the nation's first indoor obstacle confidence course. I had people sweating on me for 20 years, JJ. Like I was in it, feeling it, sweat stripping. I'm in it. I'm loving it fine. In 2015, after about 14 and a half, 15 years of owning and operating. Um, I decided to take a break and had a beautiful baby girl and started doing a lot more keynote motivational speaking and empowerment speaking. Um, Really focused a lot on my performance training. And when COVID happened, I realized myself personally, I was not going to be doing those kind of keynotes on Zoom. It's just not who I am right? I want to be with you. And I also felt that the world became very negative and we became very isolated, obviously. And the landscape for group fitness changed forever. And there's nothing, as you know, JJ, as the power of the room, like nothing about, there's, there's something about group exercise that is so powerful and it cultivates community like no other. So I wanted to bring back group exercise all the pluses without any of the risk. So Powerbox 360 is a two-tiered space. It's 360 degrees around the room or floor to ceiling media screens taking you on an immersive journey. So you're running through flames, you're running through a blizzard, you have wind blowing at you, water splashing, everything feels, I mean, you are truly in it, dragons are chasing you, you're in space. While you're doing that, you're training on an Ascent trainer, which is like my new best friend. I would sleep with this bad boy if I could. This thing is so amazing. I'm all about performance. So this is a is, is kind of the advanced version of an elliptical. It's a combination with the old stepper and the new and an elliptical. And they met and they became the Ascent trainer. No jarring on your knees, your back, or your joints. I'm all about form. And I don't want, I want to maximize performance without any injury. So the Ascent Trainer is sick. 25 minutes on this bad boy is like an hour and a half on a bike. So Powerbox 360, there are 360 degrees of media screens, floor to ceiling, and everyone is in their own glass box. And in this glass box, it's a 10 by 10 glass box. Everybody has a speaker, a microphone. So I'm like, JJ, how are you feeling? You're like, I feel like hell. Everybody hears you. Everybody's laughing. It's totally interactive. Um, it's group exercise on steroids, yet you have 
12 air changes in a 50 minute period. So it's like being in a, in a hospital room with how clean that box is. So the joke is here, we clean your box for free. You have the cleanest box in the world. Um, yes, I'm a sick person. The whole thing's about playing on your box. Um, you know, my sweat, my box, my box, my happy place. I can go on all day. I want everybody to laugh. I think smiling is the most important thing. The only thing we share is energy. There's no sharing of any air, sweat, or germs. So the first half, you're on this ascent trainer, then you're in the middle on the floor, and we're doing battle ropes, we're doing weights, we're doing floor exercises, it's team, it's energy, I want you to feel empowered, inspired, and challenged. And then downstairs, we have a total different environment, and it's a heated sanctuary, that's where warm Pilates warm yoga, hot power flow, and we have warm bar. And also you're in your own glass box. And on this one, you're looking through a beautiful glass forest as the lighting is changing from sunrise to sunset. And in this one, the boxes are big enough that if you wanna come with your best friend, your partner, your lover, someone you want to share air with, you could put two or three people in a box and the center there's floating rocks and each person writes their name and their intention. And that's how we build community. So to me, JJ, it was so important to bring back the community, to bring back group exercise, but we're using old school teamwork combined with new age technology. I and pow, it. that's PowerBox 360. That is it. That is it. I love it. I love the explanation. I love everything you're about, Lauren. This is going to be an awesome podcast. I will tell you that. I love so that. Let's kind of dive right into it. You know, um, Lauren, how many members are, are you in PowerBox 360 serving currently? Okay. So we literally opened two and a half weeks ago. No joke. Um, in the last two and a half weeks, I think we've had to be exact, 214 people walk in the doors in the last two and a half weeks. Raise the roof, JJ. Go shake it. Go shake it. Yeah. And awesome. by the way, That's... we're opening in the second week of July, which was really not, as you know, in the gym business and the fitness business, July and August, they hurt during those months. And most fitness places work all year to gear up for a July and August situation. So it's our soft opening right now. We're doing unbelievable promotions just to get people to experience it, get people back in. Um, and we're hoping for a really powerful fall. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And so, you know, uh, being that it is a soft opening and being that you guys just opened up, I'm kind of curious to see your response here. You know, what's been that best method to get those people through the door? You know, it's funny you should ask me that. I was just speaking about this last night. So I have not done any press yet or any PR. Um, everything has been word of mouth. And I, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but uh, like Instagram and social media. And I, I was never a social media person because it's just not who I am innately. And in fact, I used to speak in schools about how the world is kind of we've changed as a society because all we're doing is living in on like perception of social media and what's really authentic. Yet I will say on the flip side, it's crucial for your business. I think right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't agree anymore. I think um, a lot of people, uh, I think like, well, it's similar to you, right? Where you're, where you're the high energy, 
public speaker, you know, you can do those things and speak with such confidence. I think a lot of, a lot of us, me included, right. We are just naturally not attracted to social media. You not know? at all. Right. Because I think all. you can smell the, the, the disingenuous people. The dis- the, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It, you, you, you don't want to be part of that crowd. So no, no. Um, and I also feel that, and I, and I find it interesting from being in the fitness business my whole life and, and seeing what it was and what we are now, for example, JJ in boot camp you would never think to bring a phone into the class. Like it would be like, it would be a joke. Your phone would probably be smashed. I'm not even kidding you. Now everyone's stopping and they're filming what they're doing. And yet a part of me is like, really, we're not present. But the other part of me, it's bringing me business. So it's, there's a, there's a trade-off on that JJ that I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that if that makes any sense. No, Um, hundred percent. I feel that it's taking away a lot of times that people are not actually present in the moment yet being a a fitness owner and especially that my place is so, it is so visual that social media is huge, but I want to use it as a vehicle, not to showcase my life. Like I'm not taking pictures of myself having dinner in a restaurant. I want to talk about, you know, words of inspiration, getting out there, how to motivate, how to inspire, something that people would look at quickly and laugh and make them feel good. That's not that. selfies of myself. You don't see me taking picture of my like, oh, here she is, like, no, and like voguing. No, I want pictures to inspire other people, like with my lips, what, what's like, you know, Zoolander, hey, no, I'm not doing that. It's using it. I'm just learning how to use it, which is kind of like yeah. funny. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. It, it's 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 ironic how uh, how the tables will turn, and I think a lot of it is thanks or well, infamously thanks to COVID. You know, um, I think that's a big factor there, and the reason why we've transitioned to using social media so heavily. So, uh, Lauren, you know, it kind of brings me to my next question. You know, I, I know you you're just starting out, so it's gonna be kind of hard to ask and hard to answer. I'm sorry, um, but you know, for you, I mean seeing the amount of members you've, you've, you've gotten through the door and whatnot, the other people you've had through the door. I mean, what's capacity for you? Let's say that all these leads, clients, all these things were endless. I mean, what's your max? So it's an interesting question. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure how to answer that. Like you said, um, you can only come into the place being in a class, right? So there's no, you're not coming in to work out alone. It's all about group exercise. The, I only have 26 boxes for the main show. That's called the immersive experience. So there's 26 boxes. And then downstairs in the heated sanctuary is 10. Now we could put two to three people, let's just say two for argument's sake, in the boxes downstairs, even though we could go through. So it's anywhere from 20 to 30 downstairs and 26 in the main space. So I would love to see myself run seven to nine classes a day of each. I mean, those would be sick numbers. Those would be yeah. sick classes. The reality, um, and we're tr- and and JJ, it's it's hard because I'm I'm looking at what was pre-pandemic, where people are my class my classes five thirty six thirty seven thirty nine. Those were jamming in the morning, and at night five six seven eight p.m. were slams. I don't know if people are coming at night. I don't know who's back in the office. I mean, it's summer. I'm not sure. No one really wants to work out in the evening anymore. And that was that was prime time. 
my six, seven, eight o'clock was like money waitlisted. Now, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I might be opening up 12 o'clock classes, one o'clock. I don't even know. It's, it's really an interesting time in the, in the world. It's an in really interesting time in the fitness world. And because here I'm the only person, and I'm not saying this to shoot my own horn, it's um, many brands, which I respected and still respect. You can't retrofit your brand to deal with the pandemic and keep the integrity of the brand. Powerbox 360, I want the, the brand that the workout is unbelievable. COVID, no COVID. Monkeypox, no monkeypox. Swine flu, no swine flu. That the, the, the workout, the experience is off the charts, bar none, nothing better. But at the same time, it's giving you the freedom that whether the pandemic's in full force, whether we have swine flu, now monkeypox is around us, you still can come train in a group environment and have the freedom to know that you're safe because you're not sharing any germs. So I don't have to retrofit anything to fit into that. Like, what do I do to keep my business or keep my doors open when one of these outbreaks, you know, like when the fall comes or winter and things start getting crazier again, even though I guess it's still crazy. I, I, I believe that I've set myself up that we should be great no matter what. Um, Love that. That that was a big that was a big thing. Learning the hours of what people are doing and when, what capacity. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure what people. I don't know who's going back to the office. I, I don't get it yet because we haven't hit fall. We haven't hit you know summer. Everybody takes off a lot. August is like a dead zone. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone's in Europe. Every, so we're trying to figure out what's going to be, and we're yeah. we're 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 learning every day. Yeah, I appreciate you answering it to the best of your ability. I know, like I said, I, That's I hard. expected yeah. it to be a tough answer anyway. But, um, you know, moving on here too, um, Lauren, again, I know you're in the early stages. So again, another difficult question to kind of have it pinpointed. But, you know, let's, you know, you have those 200 people who've walked through your door, which obviously goes to show, you know, your numbers. How do you manage and track those metrics though? What do you use to to help you? So it's interesting. Um a lot of a lot of those people, I don't want to say a lot, a lot of some of them I think are, well, let me backtrack for except JJ. My biggest thing with people now opposed to what it was like 15 years ago, loyalty is different, right? And to get loyalty, A, um, I really think as 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 a society, we need to go back as beings to become more loyal as people. Right, and so there's an integrity uh, that that people are missing. That, and I respect people for build, opening up other businesses. But for example, something like a class pass or a Groupon, it deteriorates your brand, and it kind of gives people the option not to be loyal to a brand. And if you want a successful brand and you want to maintain high quality and integrity, you can't water that brand down. So when class pass comes and people are taking things for $15 and they can work out of your place and go to four other places, that's not necessarily the client that I want. I want a client that respects and appreciates value, understands, and to build community, you need loyalty. 
right? You can't have, you can't have the cleanest facility with the highest technology, with a community's feeling, a family type environment, if everybody just wants to come in and go to your class, that class, next class, and just be a revolving door. So if you're looking for quantity, that's not my business. Mine is a boutique fitness place where it's I'm inspiring wellness, health, empowerment. And I use, my thing is very um, kind of personal. So there are certain people I believe came in just to see the feeling like the one-off. And if I get maybe 50% of those first people that came in the door, so out of those 212, let's say I get 106 of those to be real loyalty people, I'm really ahead of the game. And I will know that in the next few weeks. I will know that because I'm going to reach out to each and every one of those people. And again, I think a lot of people just wanted to experience it, but or they came because a friend told them to come and it was something to do, but not necessarily. I wish they were, but I don't believe that 212 people are going to have that loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there, Lauren. I think when you can open about those things on air, especially for the viewers, I think it puts it in perspective, especially the ones who are going to be future gym owners and who are just opening up as well. I think they can see like, Hey, that is something to consider. Like, will they be loyal, you know, and it's something to put into perspective. So thank you for that. And so Lauren, going to ask you a little bit of a longer winded question here, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect here. You know, um, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. First one being your lead generation, right? Which is just your marketing, getting people through the door. Number two, acquisition, which is just converting somebody from being a curious, interested customer to being a paying, consistent customer. And then last would be your retention and ascension, which is grouped together, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Lauren, of those three pillars, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Interesting. Well, I guess it's twofold on that. So I believe you always want to keep generating leads, right? Without leads, you don't have the other two or three. However, I want it's funny because like I said, you have 212 people that walked in my doors in two and a half weeks. Um, I don't want to set myself up for failure. And that's when you have 212 people in your first two and a half weeks, you need to see retention. But again, the problem is they walked in the door knowing they were only probably going to be one-offs, many of them right out of the gate. Um, and as an owner, it's hard to separate and know that there's that is it something that you could do differently or you have to know the beast, right? The person's head. I think retention is your biggest thing, your biggest obstacle in the environment we live in now. And I think you always have to keep evolving at the same time, keep your expectations in check 
because our society has changed on again. Look at things in the world, JJ, when you think about people, I don't know how old you are, but back when I was climbing up in the corporate world, you it was frowned upon if you left your job every year to a year and a half. You would be un I was in the Wall Street. I was in Wall Street for many years before I went into fitness, even though fitness, I've been, you know, part of my life since I'm a young kid. I was a D1 athlete, but I was in the corporate world for a while, a long time. And you would never jump ship and go to a different company every year, year and a half. In the last seven years, the millennial generation has made it that you pretty much you leave every year and a half. Every year and a half, it's always constantly moving. So the, the thought process in people to stay is very different. Loyalty, again, it goes back to, is very different. So as an owner, yes, you wanna come up with creative ways continuously to have that retention rate because you need it to sustain a brand. That's what's gonna make your brand. And on the other side, you also have to think, well, the world we live in is different and loyalty is different. So let's set different parameters of what I set for myself 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, when I owned Pure Power Bootcamp, I had a 96% retention rate. I had the highest retention rate of any fitness business. And that put me on the mat. Put me on the mat. Within the first four months of me opening Pure Power Bootcamp, I shattered my ankle and I was on crutches for seven months within four weeks, four months of opening a business. Literally almost every single one of my clients signed up while I was in a hospital bed for three months or more to make sure my doors stayed open. That was loyalty. I don't think that's like, I don't think people are like that anymore. I would love to believe it. Yeah. But I think what I have to think of what retention rate now and what retention rate would have been 15 years ago or 18 years ago are totally different. So I'm trying to set what's realistic to set my expectation so I don't let myself down. You know, I, I want to piggyback on what you said. And, and again, I, I think one, just the, the, the level of, of understanding that you know from just your previous business to, to understanding that you are in a completely new world uh, yes. uh, and, and the fitness industry is a completely new world as well. Um, and I think again, and not to, and just for the viewers, not to, to tell the viewers that to be apprehensive, but more or less to be aware that, Hey, like loyalty is a concern and you have to earn that. You have to earn that loyalty. It's just, it's not something that is battery packed anymore. Like it was prior. Now it's, it's earned over time, but I do truly believe that you have, you specifically have that personality that's contagious that for people Thank will you. be able to grow that loyalty a lot faster than some others. So there's so much more unauthenticity and so many more unauthentic people, business owners, whatever you may say, which is, I think is to blame for that disloyalty, right? I think a lot of people have been burned in the past, but when you cannot smell like all the other people, which obviously you do not, you're that one in a million, I think that's where it should really be an eye opener for the viewers, right? And I think even for yourself where it's like, hey, don't be overly concerned. I think you have it. I think you're going to be fine. But again, not nothing 
to throw away either, right? It, it's something right. to also take into consideration as you're going through that process. So understandable completely. And again, want to say thank you for that because the openness, the 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 candidness is is something that, that is a resource for all the viewers, no matter if they're running a studio, traditional gym, MMA gym, it serves everybody well. So thank you for that. Lauren, I have two more questions for you here. Let's hit it. Two, let's crush it. Two favorite questions. Let's get the energy back up. Okay, let's um, do it. You know, uh, I love that you're starting off and it's only been three weeks. So this is a great question to ask. Might be hard to answer as well, but a great question in itself. <laughs> okay. What's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? JJ, we're doing international brand, babyface. International brand. We are there going we to go. take this. I want to see this brand be, first off, it's all, it's called Powerbox 360, as you know. And so we have a very cool clothing line. I want people to laugh. I, the, the, the mission is to bring back happy. That might sound sexy. You know, Justin Timberlake was bringing back sexy. Well, sexy never left, baby. We're, we're just back, we bringing go. back happy. Happy. So including myself, like it's been a hard two and a half years, a really hard so two and a half years and it continues to still be hard right now and if i could if this brand can bring happiness even for that hour or you stay for another class which i hope you do and you do two sessions with us and you stay with me and then you go down to the sanctuary if you walk out and you're just a little bit happier then i just i just accomplished what i set out to do um and i want this to, again Energy is contagious. Good energy is contagious. Bad energy is con bad energy. And if we could open these up, and if you could see clothes, I mean, I have great shirts. And the clothing is, I love my box, not your basic box. My box, my happy place. Like you just laugh. It's tongue in cheek. I just want people to laugh, feel strong again, feel better together, feel better as as people. And I'm looking to make this, no joke, a household name. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you will. I think you have Thank that 1% that personality, that 1% mentality. That means um, a lot to me. Thank a you. a lot to even do the public speaking alone. And I know if you can do that, I, I feel like there's nothing you can't do. Um, and you there's something I can't do. I'll tell you this. My voice is shot. <laughs> I have laryngitis right now. I sound like Kermit the Frog which is no, pathetic no, because I should learn temporary. how to use my voice. But, I'm, but I will say to anyone opening a business, I will say this, JJ, if I may, I Go like ahead. emotionally, physically, to open this place up during a pandemic, during supply chain issues, um, during staff shortages, this has been the hardest, hardest thing. I, I am beat up emotionally and physically. My voice is shot. This is not for the faint of heart. Um, anybody that wants to paint this and be like, yeah, this is this has been a hard, hard journey and continues. And yes, I'm probably one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. But I, I am, I, I've, I'm swinging. Like I am in here, giving the jabs, giving just every day, just to get this open. Um, we're like eight months. I didn't expect to be open in July. I wanted to be open months before that, but because of supply chain issues and things happening, um, I, I had no choice, right? We are where we are and I'm going to make, do it, do what we need to do. But 
this, um, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And it's going to test me and it continues to test me. And I give my hat and respect anybody that goes out there to create something, to be in the service business on top of it. But the biggest thing is, is to still maintain and find balance for yourself. Because when you're an owner of a fitness place, and you're an owner of any place, but especially fitness, you're giving so much energy, emotionally and physically, you have to check in with yourself to maintain your own balance so you don't lose sight of that. Because it can happen very quickly. That's my only thing I could say to people on that. Lauren, I, it's like you read my mind. I swear, I, like our last question is typically the advice you would have for gym owners or people out there. And you took it by storm. I kid you not. I wish I could make this up, but yeah, it's, it's <laughs> honest truth. So I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. It's going to be the same exact question. So I will wrap it up here. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Lauren. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Thank you, JJ. Uh, so please hit us up. We're at Powerbox360 um, on Insta and Facebook. I think someone just started, some, uh, someone just told me I have to do TikTok. I think I'm on TikTok. I think I started one, no joke, like 48 hours ago. Um, I have to learn that as well. Our website is powerbox360.com. And I also have a podcast. It was called Empowered with Lauren. It's now going to be rebranded something like In the Box with Lauren. But right now you can look it up, Empowered with Lauren. And it's on Apple and Spotify and everything else. But I will be coming back probably in the next several weeks. I just need to do this launch. I took a break for about 10 months and uh, we'll come back. And I look forward to maybe doing something with Jim Lords again, because JJ, you've been awesome. And I really shout out to each and every one of you in the fitness world. Let's make it happen. There we go, Lauren. There we go. Look, Lauren, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind, just stick around for two more seconds so I can let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? You got it. Thanks, JJ. Awesome. And uh, to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Joe and Billy from PHL Athletics in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Hi, thanks for having us. What's going on, Brooke? Pleasure to be here. 
It's a pleasure having you both here today. I want to start off by thanking you. It's a big deal. You took an hour out of the busy day-to-day of being gym owners to sit down and have this conversation with me here on the podcast. Um, And I'm really excited to learn more about what you do. But before we dive into the business stuff, the stuff that everybody's here to listen to, give me a really brief backstory. What made you decide to open up this fitness business? So... I started doing CrossFit right around 2010, and my mother has a traditional gym, uh, mom and pop gym, and we started doing uh, classes out of the aerobic studio uh, in the, at night, eight, nine o'clock at night, whenever we can get space, and Billy was one of the first people in those classes, and from there, we had a smaller studio, and there it got a little bit bigger, and now we're here. Now you're here and you have PHL athletics. So I'll have Billy give me the elevator pitch of who you guys are, what services you provide, kind of paint that picture. So as we move forward in this conversation, our listener really understands your model. So our gym, as Joe was saying, started out in kind of a mom and pop type of gym. We started out, I want to say maybe we had three or four people that would just get together, kind of do some workouts, and then just slowly started to kind of gain steam. More and more people start to join. We would start to add in more classes at the traditional mom and pop gym. Pretty soon, it kind of blew up to a point where we needed either our own space or more space, which took us to our very first location, which was about, I want to say, 2,000 square foot little garage right down the street from where we originally started. we were there, I want to say, for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. Then we slowly started to outgrow that space, which then took us to where we currently are, which is about our 5,000 square foot facility. We expanded from, I want to say, maybe 30 to 40 members back then in 2012 to 2015 range to about 155 members now. We offer anything from our CrossFit style classes, which are strength and conditioning, to more cardiovascular capacity, which is our boot camp classes, as well as one-on-one personal training for people who either want that extra push or just kind of want some more guidance until they feel like they're either ready to move on to a class style structure or until they figure they're kind of knowledgeable enough to take over on their own. But we want to cater to all those fields, make sure everyone has a good foundation, a good base good knowledge of what they're doing so can live a nice healthy fitness lifestyle awesome so you guys really have a little bit of everything no matter where somebody is at in their journey they can find a place within phl athletics to kind of get after whatever their goals are um and that's why i really like the crossfit model so much is because there's so much you can do with it um so congrats to you for building that out Uh, My next question for you guys would be, you know, how big are you right now? Let's talk about the community a little bit. How many members do you have? What's the square footage of the space? Kind of give us a good idea um, of those numbers. So our square footage is roughly about 5,000 square feet. Our membership right now is we have about 155 members. That tends to be kind of our average, give or take a few, depending on what time of year it is and the month, obviously. But I want to say for where we're at in our location, we are, I want to say we're kind of in the middle of the pack with our membership. Um, always looking to expand, obviously. Yeah, I mean, 
the the general rule of thumb that they say are all five thousand square feet like usable or would you say that some of that's not usable space? Some of it is not usable because we do have a front desk as well as bathrooms and we have two full showers, things like that. But I want to say probably about 4,000 square feet is usable for the gym space. So general rule of thumb, what they say in the industry, and you can tell me if this makes sense for you or not, is 100 members per 1,000 square feet. That's what I've heard. Is that, does that something that you could ever see being realistic within your facility? I don't think so. I think if we ever got to, I guess we have 400 members, maybe, um, we would definitely need a bigger location. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with CrossFit, it doesn't always make sense, right? Because we have a lot of equipment. Um, we have rig space. We have, you know, we have to be able to fit people in a class with barbells and those take up space, weights, all of this, this stuff, right? Um, and so that doesn't necessarily make sense. However, with 155-ish members, I do think that there is probably some room to grow grow there. And you even said, so talk, let's talk about that a little bit. What are you guys actively doing to aid that growth process, to find new clients, to grow? So between, obviously, social media nowadays is one of the huge things that we do. Um, so we do have a person that does help us with our social media platforms to kind of run promotions or run ads, keep up with seasonal merchandise, just a way to keep the brand and the name recognition out there. And then we always get together about once a month and have a meeting just to discuss new ideas, new promotions that we can run to gain new members or at least get people to step through our doors. That's our goal. We just want to get people through the doors and then kind of show them what we're about. So we're always looking for different ideas, whether it's like running a promotion or doing a fundraiser or doing some type of event that is pretty much for people that we don't already have. So we try to go outside of our scope pretty much. Yeah. And that's smart. Like tons of gyms in this business, they think that their members will produce enough new members through referrals. And that's not, you know, something to fall back on because there's a lot of ebbs and flows with referrals and word of mouth. Obviously, if we're providing a really great service, our members are going to talk and we are going to get some referrals, but that's not scalable because we can't predict that in the month of August, we're going to get 30 new word of mouth clients. We just can't predict it. Um, and so that's why people supplement with, you know, events like you talked about and some social media stuff. And I do think that it's great that you're kind of getting into the social media area because we're living in a digital world. And if you're not in that area, then you're missing out. So talk to me about the social media piece a little bit deeper. What are some of the things that you guys have done on the social media that have drawn in leads? So so I'm definitely not a social media expert, which is why we do have someone that helps us with it. But she, the girl who does it for us, she tends to run pretty much different types of, whether it's a holiday, just posting about the holidays. If we have an event coming up, like different ways that you can help out with the event or we're even open to taking suggestions. Like, hey, what if we thought about doing this for the gym? Right. Just an example that we have is every year we do a fundraiser for Toys for Tots. So like every year around Christmas, everyone knows that whether it's whatever day it is, we host a big event, we bring in some caterers, some food, coffee, we have everyone kind of like bring like gifts, things like that. And we just do like one big event and we'll kind of post about that for a month or so. Um, for Halloween, we just started doing something for kids. 
So pretty much trying to find different ways to, like I said, reach out to other people that other gyms might not be doing. Cool. And we also, um, we started, we start having uh, accountability challenges. We just started that recently. Um, and we, it really started kind of small and organically between the coaches, just, you know, we would, we would tag a picture of our workout or us doing the workout and then just say dues paid. And we would tag all the coaches in it. And it started with two, three coaches ended up going to, you know, everybody. And now a lot of the members have gotten involved too. And yeah. We, we all repost each other's stuff and it just gets, it gets a lot of flow going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime that we're posting something that is engaging, our members are going to comment, their friends are going to see it. And again, that produces that word of mouth that we all love because it's free. Uh, we don't have to spend a dollar to, to get word of mouth. We just have to have some engagement with the social media person. Is she running any sort of paid ads or is she just posting organically to reach people within the community? Right now, it's all organically, but we have been in talks about running paid ads, especially for like certain times of the year when there's something we want to promote. But for the most part, at the moment, it is just organically, just posting here and there, different content, just a way to stay in front of people's faces on social media. But we always do talk about running a paid ad for when the promotions or like the holidays do come up. Yep. Yeah. And it's smart, right? I think for me, I was always really scared to run paid ads because I am the type of person who hates spending money if I am not going to make money. And I can agree with you, Billy, when I say I'm not a social media expert. And so the thought of going on Facebook or on Instagram, putting a dollar behind something and hoping and praying that it's going to bring in clients is really intimidating for me. However, once I figured it out, once I got them going, I had a steady flow of new leads coming in. And that's how I was able to really grow the gym um, that I was, you know, running. And so I think that it is something that could help take you to where you want to go for sure. And I think what's really neat about the paid ads is we are able to reach people who aren't, who might not even know that we already exist. And usually those people are the people that need us the most. Maybe they thought that the idea of CrossFit was super intimidating. And so they never Googled CrossFit gym near me, but then they see an ad of one of your everyday members working out, feeling good. And that's what gives them the courage to reach out. And then we're able to change their life. And that's a really, really good feeling. Um, so definitely something to look at in the future. But before we really, you know, I don't want to run out of time. I want to talk about more things here. So next question I have for you guys, and I think that this is a good one because it's relatable for gym owners that are listening to the show is like, what would you guys consider to be your biggest bottleneck, your biggest challenge right now? And what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Hmm. Yeah, that's, give us a right. second. We have to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's a tricky question. I told you guys I would ask you hard questions today. So it's okay if you need to think about it for a second. But I do think that, you know, this business is not always unicorns and rainbows and we all have our own challenges, but out of the 20,000 people listening to this, there's probably one person that can relate to what you guys are, are going through. I want to say kind of our biggest challenge. I'm, this is from like my experience of what I see, including myself is you want to keep people like, I don't want to use the word entertained, but like people get bored very easily. So you always want to find a way to keep everyone engaged, especially your members, whether it's, 
buying a new piece of equipment or showing them something new or teaching them something new that they've been wanting to learn. If you just start to do things over and over again, which I see some coaches do, your product becomes stale and that's when you start to see a high turnover rate. So I want to see, like, basically for us is keep everyone engaged, keep it interactive, switch it up, make people feel like, we always say, make it the best hour of their day. I feel like that tends to be one of the biggest challenges sometimes. We all just get into the ring, basically just go through the motions. You come in, you coach your class, and then that's it. But you should be more than just a coach for that hour. Talk to people, make, like, be a friend. Yeah. And it's hard too, because I think not a lot of people are like, I know for sure, for sure I am. And probably you two are like motivated to wake up in the morning and go to the gym because that's just a way of our life. But for a lot of our clients, like they get bored easy. They might come for like a month and then it just like, it bores them. So what are we doing to fulfill them and provide them enough value so that like they have that internal motivation that we have to get to the gym every single morning? I'm sorry, Brooke, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're, you're good. Um, one of the things that Billy was saying is we really emphasize personal interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I really encourage all the coaches to take a little bit more of an interest in people individually because my experience has always been you would be amazed how far just knowing, you know, I, if a, if a member had a, a family member that wasn't doing well, just ask, hey, how's your mom doing? How's your sister doing? And you would be amazed how far something so small of just common courtesy would, would go. It shows that you care. It shows that you're not just a dollar on a spreadsheet or, or a number. Yeah, we have to treat these these people as if they're real real people. They want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. Um, and for a lot of people, especially the pa- after the past few years, like this might be the one hour that they leave their house every day. And um, so we need to be sure that we provide that light for them um, and and be personal, create this personal experience. Um, would you consider your retention rate to be pretty good right now? Or is there kind of ebbs and flows with that depending on the month? I would, I would say that our retention rate is uh, very high. That we, most of the time when we lose somebody, it's usually because they're moving. Yep. Yeah, we've definitely going over the past three years, our retention rate has definitely been on the upper end. Like Joe said, it's usually either some someone's moving or they just got a new job and something like that happened but for the most part the members we have are the members that we've had over the years that's that's awesome and that says a lot probably about that personal experience that you're creating when we find that we're really struggling with retention it's probably because people just feel like oh it's just the gym i'm gonna go find somewhere else it's gonna give me like more value for my for my dollar um so next question i have for you and this is more of a loaded question it will probably take us a little while to to get through the response here but um, if, if I were to hand you guys a magic wand and all your dreams and goals for the business were able to be achieved, they came true. What would that picture look like for you guys? Oh man. You want two separate answers or, or... yeah, give me two separate. I want to hear both sides here. How much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> if there's, you want to take the reins first in this one? Um, yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, 
from my perspective, um, I would like to see three to 400 members. Um, I would like to see expansion to a, uh, another gym as well, either within the city or, or beyond the city. Um, the way that we have everything structured right now, Billy is the head man in charge on the day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. uh, operations. Ron and I uh, have input on uh, the major overseeing issues, but we, you know, we trust Billy enough and have enough faith in him to let him handle the reins on most things. Now, that wasn't, that didn't just happen overnight. This has been, you know, I've known Billy since he was a kid and, and we've been together in business, you know, for almost 10 years. Um, but I would love to see us expand a little bit um, and then really let this, uh, this location thrive as well. Yeah. So for you, you know, the goal looks like expansion, bigger location, more people, just continuous growth. Now let's hear your perspective on this, Billy. So now I'm kind of like Joe. I would definitely want to expand the gym. I would like to expand outside of the city, have maybe a different location, whether it's across the bridge in New Jersey or in a different state. Um, I would also, I would like to become more of, offer more for our facility. So obviously I would love the members to grow, but I would like to maybe also step outside of just CrossFit or boot camp, I would like to maybe eventually add some cycling classes or yoga classes, kind of hit all the different fields of fitness that people tend to enjoy, um, as well as maybe even just a little smoothie shop, something that you can grab a little treat or a snack or a coffee before or after your workouts. Okay. Well, my biggest thing is definitely expanding, growing our members, but also stepping out of just the CrossFit fields and trying to attract members of every part of the health community. Yeah, and that's cool too, because with that, you know, if we are, the more services that we add, the more streams of revenue we have coming into the business, which helps us grow in, in multiple ways. So um, really, really exciting. And it sounds like for both of you, you know, the biggest thing here is like full, full, whole rounded growth. You just want to continue to grow the business. And so, what do you feel like it's extremely important for you guys to focus on right now within what you're currently doing to kind of take you to the point where you have, you know, at least a hundred more members. Um, maybe you're looking at a new facility. You're looking at adding some services. What do you have to focus in, hone in on now? Well, right now, I think the two biggest things that we're focused on is obviously our client retention. We can't expand if we lose the current members we have. And then, we also have to focus on ways to get the new members through the door. So we can't really talk about expanding unless we have a reason to expand. Um, so I think the next step we have to do is kind of put systems in place that attract members, come through our door to try our product out. Because once the members are rolling in, then we can talk about the expansion process. Yep. So you almost want to make sure you have it in play before you expand and you waste all this money and then you don't get any return on your product. Yeah. And what do you, you know, obviously that's the biggest struggle right now for everybody in the industry is like, how do we get them in the front door? We can't grow unless we have people coming in. 
what would you consider, like, what's your big idea? What are you going to do to get those clients? So we have a few ideas that actually I haven't spoken to about with Joe or Ron yet about coming up with the holidays, just different types of ways to like interact people, like starting, I call it a bingo board. So every member kind of gets a bingo board in here. And if you fill out the whole board by the end of a certain time, you either get a free month or some type of prize. But having one of those bingo slots be bring in a friend to try the gym, refer someone that actually signs up, buy a post on social media, like things for people to do that'll give us recognition, make us money, but also get our name out there while they're having fun and trying to play this game. Just yeah. one of many ideas that we've discussed and talked about. Um, we always have our military that we like to work with. Um, our military discounts, we like to post about that. Just kind of have anyone that feels like hey, they need a good place to come, a supportive place to come, especially nowadays, yep. um, get them through the door. So just like looking at kind of artistic ways to bring new members in. Um, I've done a bingo thing before too, and it definitely does help with pushing referrals. It's better like when we're incentivizing our members than just being like, hey, like, do you have a friend that wants to come in? when they feel like they're getting something out of it, then they're going to actually like give us names. Um, so I do like, I do like that idea for sure. Um, last question I have for you guys is what is the social media page for the gym? Where can our listeners go to check out what you guys have to offer and give you guys a follow-up? So our handle is at PHL underscore athletics on, on Instagram. Um, we are doing all of our posts, all of our stories from that page. Um, we're not too big. Our Facebook is connected to our Instagram, um, but we're more heavily focused on the IG than we are the Facebook page. We tend to get more interactions, more people messaging us on that platform. Um, so that's where you can stay up to date with all of the current and past that we have done. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I want to thank you both for, for being here today and for sharing your insight on the industry. It was too, truly a pleasure um, hosting the both of you. And I'm excited to see PHL Athletics grow and blossom even more than it already has. Um, listeners, we thank you guys for tuning in. And don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Sheldon Howell from Wichita Parisi Speed School out of Wichita, Kansas. What's going on, Sheldon? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Excited to have you on again, man. You were on about six months ago, so excited to see how the process, how the growth has been kind of these past six months here. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what what made you get started with opening this fitness facility in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, my my story, I kind of talked about a little bit last time as well, too. I mean, the overall deal was this thing just kind of somewhat fell in my lap. Uh, I always knew once I was graduating college that I wanted to get into coaching. Um, I didn't know where, or what avenue that I really wanted to take. Um, I just knew that I had a passion for it. And so I tried just about everything, tried um, just getting involved basically. And when Parisi kind of fell in, there was just like a light bulb that went off for me that was like, wow, okay, this is, this is where I can draw some passion. This is something that I know that I could do on a day-to-day basis and I would absolutely love it. And so then we started to kind of build it from there and really got involved and learned and studied and, and did all of the things to, to kind of go all in with it. And so, so yeah, so it was a, it's been an awesome experience. It's been a good ride. Uh, not hoping that it ends anytime soon by any means, but, um, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of fun. So, so yeah. Cool. So, so Parisi speed school here, are you guys more of a, are you a franchise facility? First of all, or did you start, start the name and start the business yourself? No, no, no. Yeah. We're, we're a privately owned small business franchise. So, um, so me, I have a partner of mine as well too, that we own the local franchise here. Uh, Bill Parisi is actually the founder of the school. Um, Bill Parisi is mentor of mine, guy that I've worked with, uh, you know, been coached by, been around, you know, listened and learned and, and so many things. But, um, but yeah, he started back in, in the early nineties. Um, his story is amazing. It's awesome. Um, I could talk for probably 20 minutes on just what he's done for, for our field, for the industry and, and the things that he's been able to accomplish and kind of allow people like myself to uh, do what we enjoy doing and giving back to especially youth athletes, but all athletes and, you know, you know, trying to implement his teachings and, and the science and, and what it's all about. But, um, but yeah, no, they started it and it's grown. It's, it's been all over. We're one of the only schools that are really located in the Midwest. Um, a lot of the schools are located on the coasts. Um, but for us, you know, we have uh, another one of my mentors. His name is Chad Coy, uh, ultimate strongman competitor. He's a guy that I've leaned on quite a bit in my journey with what we've done as far as learning and, and gaining knowledge and those kind of things. But he's really kind of the only other school that is around the Midwest that's relatively close to Kansas. Um, so it's been nice to also have him, you know, kind of as a neighbor, you know, not to right. a state away, but, you know, not not too far away. So. There you go. There you go. So, so for your facility in specific, how, how many members are you sitting at right now? Uh, we always kind of hover right around that 200 mark. Okay. Um, okay. depending on time frame. we're in summertime right now. So in, for us, it's a, you know, big, big time for kids and athletes to be into the program. So 
May and June, we hit obviously a pretty big spike as far as athletes that are coming in. Um, and then also, you know, back to school time. So we have that transition. So our school here, you know, we follow the seasons. So essentially with the sports seasons um, is kind of what we follow. So we, you know, our retention follows that as well too, right? So, you know, we have a ton of summer athletes and then those athletes will transition into fall sports. And then all of our winter sport athletes are like, hey, we're going back to school. You know, we need to ramp up before winter gets here. So we're always kind of like a preseason away basically. And that allows us to kind of target market the right way and talk to the right coaches and, and so on and so forth to try and make sure that, you know, we're servicing the athletes that need us at that time. Time, you know, and that's kind of a catch 22, you know, our athletes should be in here all the time and they know that, but, um, but yeah, so we always are, you know, kind of changing with those seasons basically. Cool. And, and, and so I know you a big focus at your facility is working with athletes, right. But I know you also do a little bit of general fitness as well. So yep. what's that look like? What's the split look like in your membership? Are they, you know, are we, are we looking at like 70% athletes? What's that really look like? Uh, we're probably, I mean, as far as, I mean, we define everybody as athletes here, but right, right. Um, as far as like our older clientele, when we're talking about general fitness and, you know, just, you know, the, the mom, dads, whoever it is that is coming in just to try and, you know, lose a little bit of weight, do that type of stuff. Um, you know, we probably are like a 90, 10 split. I mean, we're heavily, heavily involved with your youth athletes to high school athletes, college athletes and professional athletes. Like those are kind of our main things. Um, you know, but I have a handful of clientele that I work with on a one-on-one basis, um, that are older guys, older gals, um, that come in for different, you know, reasons and different things that they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, our, programming and our methodology kind of goes across, you know, all walks of life. It doesn't make a difference what you're trying to accomplish. It's more so of, you know, how do we target your deficiencies and the things that, you know, you're wanting to get better at. Um, and then we go at that approach from an athletic foundation perspective and, mm -hmm. you know, create the programming that way um, in comparison to what you get at your big box places, you know, your big gyms where it's, you know, typically always the focus is either, you know, losing weight, losing inches, is that type of a thing we don't really you know that's not really in our vocab here um our thing is completely based off of athletic performance you know what are your performance metrics that data you know we follow all of that information based off of you know what it is that you you know bring to the table the first day you walk through our door you know where do you start at and then what are we trying to what's our end goal and then how do we accomplish that okay so some of those things are you know synonymous in the sense of you know what the what the goals are, how you go about getting them, but the way that we approach those are just a little bit different. Okay. Okay. And when you look at, you know, the coming future here, especially with possibly tripling the size of your facility here, what yeah. aspect of your business are you trying to grow? And of course you could say both as well, but are you more yeah. focused on growing, you know, the, the, the younger athlete side or more so the, the adult athlete side? Yeah, I mean, obviously, both is a win win there. But I think that our kind of founding principles for us is always to focus on our youth athletes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's always that's where our passion is. And that's where our methodology is essentially, you know, directed towards um, doesn't mean that older athletes can't participate and do certain things. But it's just, you know, our goal is youth sports performance. And then we obviously help them along the athletic journey, no matter how high or what level they want to play at. Um, so for us, that'll always be the, the mainline goal. And then, you know, if we can grow in other areas, 
that's uh, a benefit towards business. And it's definitely, it allows us to sharpen our skills in different avenues and be able to kind of, you know, offer a full spectrum service, um, which is, you know, our goal as well. So um, call them co-goals, I guess, but, uh, you know, our, that's the main deal is, is working with our athletes and, and helping them along that athletic journey. Yeah, yeah. And good for you for being able to to carry the business model of focusing solely on younger athletes, high school, collegiate. You know, I've talked to a, a lot of fit, a lot of sports related fitness facilities, and sometimes they struggle a lot, right? They have to they get put in a position where they have no choice but to get pushed into the general fitness side, right? So right. For, for you, have you been able to carry this you know, this far, as far yeah. as continuing to grow your membership, getting more athletes in dealing with the slow periods, because that's a big issue as well, right? They right. start, they start their sports again, and then they kind of fall off, um, you know, and their membership and so forth. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of answers to that. I think um, first and foremost, I would say that Bill and his model, right inside of our franchise model, there's there's a lot that goes into that. Right. And there's a ton of training and certification and different things that happen there. So that's probably, you know, number one, which is allowing us to at least kind of put our foot in the right place to, to start that process to happen. Um, so there's a lot of credit to be given there. Um, two, I would say that, you know, obviously developing and having the right staff and team that surround me um, allows us to continue to grow that model um, because, you know, our goal inside of here is, and anybody that comes through obviously is to get better, but, you know, our goal is to help them in that athletic journey. And we have a program that is directed towards that. So uh, we always tell people inside of here, you know, we're coaches, we're not trainers. Um, you know, our goal is to be a part of that journey and truly buy into that. Um, you know, and there's, there's more that goes into it than just lifting weights, running, you know, that type of stuff. And so it's just a, uh, when you, when you coach, I, I think good coaches coach for the right reasons. I think coaches are involved to, you know, be selfless and give back and try to, you know, do whatever they can do to help that next athlete. And I think that that's where my team and myself, we have this kind of, you know, just synonymous mindset. And, you know, for us, it's, it's so simple because we know that this methodology that we're sharing with athletes and doing and, and providing is something that we didn't have when we were growing up. And it was something that was missing in our athletic journey. So for us, we want to be able to take what we've learned now and give that back to as many athletes as we possibly can. Um, and that's where the passion comes from. That's where, you know, we enjoy what we do. Um, you know, it's not necessarily, it is for a paycheck, but it's not just for the paycheck. Right. I mean, I've, I've still to this day, and I don't know if you meet other coaches, I mean, ask this question, but most coaches that I've come across, especially good coaches, when you ask them, you know, why do you coach? Like, what's the reason that you coach? And 99, 100% probably, you know, their first initial response is never, oh, I do it for the paycheck. I do it for the money. It's just not that. I mean, and if you're in the coaching world because you're trying to make a ton of money, there's very, very, very small percentage of those guys and gals that end up being, you know, in that perspective. So we always start with the passion and then obviously build the paycheck. And, you know, and I think that there's comfortability inside of that that we all find and what we're able to do. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I run a business, I run, you know, multiple businesses. So uh, the goal is to obviously be successful financially. And that is a piece of this as well. So, uh, and we're no secret to that. We got to keep the lights on, keep the doors open. I mean, all of that, you know, makes sense, but you're going to go through those tough times. You're going to go through where the slow times hit, you're not able to do certain things. I mean, all of that is real. Um, So, you know, you got to buckle up and you got to buckle down. You got to be able to, you know, fight through those things and understand why you started and understand, you know, that that next family, that next kid, that next athlete still needs you, even though you might be having a bad day or whatever, um, bad month, whatever. Um, you know, and, and I think that with our training and the things and the mentors and the teamwork that we have around, um, I can't say enough about the Parisi franchise, you know, about the, the model that they put out there because, you know, I can pick up the phone, uh, make a call to Bill Parisi, who started this, you know, forever ago. He would answer, you know, his cell phone, you know, as the owner of this entire thing and talk to me and have a one-on-one with me. Right. So they're, right. they always preach that teamwork. They always preach, you know, working together. I mean, we have multiple different, you know, groups and different things. Like if you need anything in this, in our business, you know, it's literally a message, email, phone call away. And, you know, so those kind of things are, are very conducive to success and businesses need those things. Right. So if you're, you know, in that sense, I mean, that's a big key indicator of why we've been able to do what we do um you know so there's there's a lot that goes into that i mean there there truly is and a lot of grit a lot of determination because trust me it's not easy i mean there's there's tons of times where you know we have to be selfless and put the business first before our own personal interests and what we want and you know so i mean there's sacrifice that's involved with that i mean it's just there's a lot of things that play into how we've been able to make it you know this far yeah yeah and 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 so for you, what's the future look like for you, right? You're, you're sitting at about 200 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Yeah, I would say with our current location, kind of where we're sitting, I mean, it's a it's kind of a bread and butter number for us. I mean, it, it, it allows us to continually be growing. Um, it allows us to kind of, you know, take a select number of those athletes and be able to, you know, put them into a higher programming. That's a higher price point and, you know, allow my coaching staff to make some more money in certain areas. Um, but it, then it's also, you know, an, from an EFT perspective, it allows our business to be constantly moving the right direction. So, and depending on how busy we are on certain days, I mean, we can get super busy in here to where we feel like we're at max capacity. Um, you know, we may not ever really be there, but it feels like that sometimes when you have yeah. multiple things happening in certain areas. So um, that plays into a factor of why we, you know, are looking at different areas for sure. Um but we're not, you know, that busy every day either, right? Because our model and how we do things, it's kind of a, you know, it's an RSVP on your own schedule type mentality. So for us, it allows us to be flexible in certain areas. It allows us to plan accordingly. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things that play into that, but, um, but yeah, no, we want to grow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, if we could go an extra hundred athletes, you know, at any point in time, 20 athletes, any point in time, I mean, any, any growth is good growth, but, um, you know, there's certain limitations that you put on yourself based off of kind of where you're physically at as well too. So. Cool. Cool. And what about like the adult general fitness side as well? Is that something that you see the benefit in wanting to grow from within your business or are you solely focused on like, Hey, let's get some more athletes in here. Yeah. 
Um, really kind of the adult side for us, our main focus on, on that side is just from a, from a coach to coach perspective, right? I mean, I have my adult clients that I work with because they are dedicated, they're consistent and they stay on point with what I am actually putting in front of them. Right. Um, and, and coaching them through. So I think that that's one key thing that we have found in our system that works really well is motivating an adult in comparison to motivating a, you know, youth athlete, high school athlete, they're just completely different things. I mean, they're, they're, they're far away from each other. And for us, we have a, a very good system of being able to not only, you know, connect with our athletes that are that younger age, but then also show them success and allow them to understand what they are capable of and motivation there usually it is sometimes an issue, but usually is not the issue, right? Yeah. I mean, we're in a pay to play space. So if mom and dad are here paying for little Johnny to come to our class, we don't usually have to fight them to get them here. It does happen. It's real. Life is real. I mean, so, you know, there is some athletes that, you know, we got to fight to just get them to get to class and, you know, and really try to focus on that. But that's few and far between um, in comparison to the adult, you know, general fitness space you got work, you got wife, you got dog, you got brother, you got cousin, you got a million excuses that people can put in front of you that are also real. I mean, it's still life. It's still real things, but um, the turnover rate in that space in comparison to ours are just completely different animals. Um, you know, in, in the way that we operate here, every single myself included, but every single person on my staff is an ex, you know, professional athlete or college athlete. So we are not hardwired to have excuses, right? We are not hardwired in our demeanor and how we operate to have to worry about someone showing up that day, right? Because our mental is, this is our job. This is what we do. This is our focus, you know, so working out five days a week, that's not a problem, right? Working out seven days a week, if I'm asked to, is not a problem, right? You want me to do two days, for every single day, not a problem, right? I mean, because that's just what we have had ingrained into us since we were young athletes and because we reached high levels. So that's our culture here. That's that's okay. the way that we grow and that's how we operate. So adults typically don't fit into that culture because the vast majority of percentage of adult athletes that are out there weren't college athletes and they definitely weren't professional athletes. So, um, you know, that's a minuscule percent of people that played in college and it's very minuscule, even smaller that played, you know, farther than college. So, um, you know, our detail of what we do as far as a target market is typically not in that space. It's definitely on the lower percentage there. Okay. Okay. For sure. And, and what type of, you know, what are some of the strategies that you use to, to get some new members coming in through the door, right. To start yeah. getting more leads, uh, getting more athletes. Right. Yeah. So it's, that's developed and changed over time. Um, it's, it's literally all over what I would say, as far as advice to, you know, there's different phases of everybody's business, but you know, if you're somebody out there that's just getting started, right. In the very, very beginnings, what we had to do was, you know, you gotta be willing to put yourself out there. Number one, um, you have to be confident in your craft. Number two, um, you know, so if you don't feel confident enough in the sense of what you are offering someone, then you need to get better at what you do. Number one, uh, you need to focus on that. You need to study, you need to learn, you need to understand what it is, right? 
And that doesn't mean, you know, showing a bunch of YouTube videos, not that you can't learn off of that, but you know, you got to be able to back up what you say you are doing and not only back it up, but then be a professional at it in the same sense. I think that this space in general, especially gym wise, we have so many young coaches, young trainers that come out of college that they're like, Hey, look at this. I got this, you know, degree, whatever, whatever. But the reality is, is that only goes so far in this industry. Like you right. have to be able to connect with people, be confident in your service, know what you're offering. Right. So, you know, in the beginning, those are the key tips. And then it's all about building relationships and having conversations, talking to people, putting yourself out there, um, whether that be online, whether that be in person, you know, those translate across both platforms, right? You're going to have to build connection with people to create business. I mean, that's just the, the truth of it. Um, on top of that, you're going to have to be able to then once you build that connection uh, and you get there, you know, those people are going to have to trust you at some point to buy your service. Right. And so you have to build those things up, especially in the beginning. Um, you know, and then from that first phase, kind of transferring over once you got momentum and things are growing, you know, then it's, you know, our marketing kind of switched over to, you know, how do you scale, right? You know, how do you take it and continue to grow it? Uh, and our thing with that was just, you know, obviously more conversations, but then also, you know, for us, a big thing was talking to schools, talking to bigger groups, you know, finding those sports teams, finding people that had access to, you know, 10 to 12 athletes at a time in comparison to one to two. Um, and then from that, you know, that's grown and developed over time to mainly, you know, mass marketing as far as social media is concerned, building that presence. Um, and really all three of these things need to be going on all at the same time. Um, you know, so that's where it gets hard to juggle. But so you have to prioritize certain pieces of, of each one to, to really focus on where your biggest need might be. But right. You know, you can't create momentum if you don't have people and you don't have business. So you have to be able to focus on that very first one and make that first one count and then focus on duplicating that right. to two and then to four and then, you know, so on. So. And do you find it difficult to scale just because I know, you know, getting athletes into your facility is a little different than getting, you know, gen pop fitness people who are just trying to lose weight, get, get a little more fit. Do you right. find it difficult to scale your membership and, you know, break that 200 member mark? Um, I think that all business, as far as, you know, gaining that new clients can be difficult at times. Yes. Um, you know, if we're going to talk about conversion rate, right, and how we are able to do that, you know, we have, I mean, we probably, I don't know, it's probably like 98, 99% for us, you know, if somebody walks through our door, and they go through our sales process, it's probably 98, 99% that they're they're signing up with us and they're doing something with us. Um, if they come through and they're just looking for general information, you know, we don't even put them through a sales process you know, then we don't know. I mean, that one, we don't really track, but, um, you know, so for us, yes and no, right. Getting the next person to come through the door is the harder part of that. Right. And, and how do you do that? What do you do? How do you continue to do that consistently? But, um, you know, in, is it harder? Can be at times, uh, again, I mean, there's just a ton of variables that play into it. I think that the biggest thing for us is, when we get a client and, and somebody comes with us, 
the odds of that client sticking with us are much higher. I mean, I would have to do the math and, and understand how many we have as far as our 200 clients um, that have been with us for a long period of time. Um, but it just, you know, I mean, they stay with us, whereas in the adult fitness industry, they're going to kind of flip flop and, you know, they might start, they might go away, they might come back. I mean, there's just a, a lot of random to that. Yeah. jump into cool man so so what does your sales process kind of look like here for when you do get a lead let's say it is myself right and you know i hear about you from a friend or family member i walk in through the door what's your process to turn me into a paid member right for sure so if we have somebody come through the door whether we know them don't know them they're referred whatever it might be um we follow an orientation process that's completely free right so we have typically we'll have family that comes right mom and dad and athletes um if it's an older client then obviously they're just by themselves but um the orientation process is real simplistic we go in uh we'll sit down have about a 15 minute conversation with that person right where we go through our company history our company backing you know where we we come from, what our methodology is, what our thought process is, uh, and really kind of sit down and kind of hone in on how we go about approaching the reason that that person is here, right? For us, the, the vast percentage of that conversation is typically, you know, little Johnny that's coming in, you know, he lacks confidence. He, you know, is a baseball player, basketball player, football player, whatever it is, um, you know, and they can tell that he's a step behind, right? They can see there's some sort of deficiency inside of what he's doing. That's a vast majority of our conversations for sure. Now, on the flip side of that, we also have some of the top athletes in the state and probably the country that have come through our doors as well, too. And, you know, those guys are at the top of the top and that conversation somewhat changes, right? How do we keep you at the top, right? What are the things that you need to be doing consistently to be able to, you know, stay at that level and be able to start to excel at the level that you are at? So uh, we go through that conversation. The orientation takes us, you know, 15 minutes, roughly. I mean, it's truly just kind of a sit down and a talk. Um, and that's the selling portion, right? I mean, that's when we're starting the selling portion, right? So we're talking about what we have to offer that athlete or that client. Um, and then it's all about building trust, right? Building rapport, making sure that they understand that we know what we're doing. Um, you know, and if you want to be a part of our system, you got to buy into that system. You have to buy into the way that we approach it because how we approach it is so much different than most other things out there. Now, there's other things out there. Don't get me wrong, but especially in our area, there's next to nothing. But even on a national scale, I mean, it's very minimal. I mean, there's there's some that are out there, but there there's very minimal opportunities that are actually accredited in the sense of how we go about it and and providing the results that we do. So. You know, it's just higher level programming. It's just there's there's a lot that goes into it. But um, so then from that, after the orientation process, we have an evaluation process. So we actually charge for our evaluations. Um, so if I'm going to take you out onto the turf and I'm going to go break down, you know, head to toe, I'm going to give you an analysis of what's happening, what's going on. Right. When I see you move, what are your form and technique deficiencies? Right. Where are the strength deficiencies? What are the things that I see that are happening while you're actually doing it? Right. And then we have a detail detailed, you know, point analysis that we kind of break down um, and go through everything. We give you your foundational numbers, uh, kind of functional movement stuff. Like we walk through head to toe, like what's happening. 
uh, and we charge for that. Um, and then kind of our hook in our sales process is, you know, if they are signing up with us that day, right there, right then, then we waive that evaluation fee and then they get to get started on the programming that we have, right? Our different program options. Um, so, you know, part of that psychological sales, I mean, it has to do with, you know, the fact that, hey, number one, they've showed up, right? So this person came in, um, they've asked for information, they're interested in that sense. Two, if they know that they're on the hook to essentially pay, because they're doing an evaluation, then psychologically, mentally, they start to think, okay, well, I'm already on for this much. Right, so, right. you know, right. however much more it is, you know, it's not really, we obviously position that price point based off of what that gap's going to look like. So we make that gap look much smaller. Um, and then it becomes kind of a no brainer situation. They're like, yeah, this fits my needs. This is exactly, you know, the type of thing that we need to be able to accelerate our curve of success. And, you know, the price points aren't, you know, they're not crazy. I can tell you right now, we are probably by far, I know that as far as our industry is concerned, because I get flack for this all the time from our corporate quote unquote side of things. I mean, we're lower priced than probably anybody in the country in the sense of what we do. But I also know the people here. I know who we are and I know the type of families that we service. And it goes back to that same point of kind of like passion, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. We can do what we do with, you know, 150, 200 athletes and still live a super successful life here. And for me, that passion of helping the kids outweighs the extra buck that I could get you know, just by charging more for the service or whatever, um, mm. you know, but when you have to, you have to, when it's worth it, it's worth it when all of those things, I mean, so they're all realistic. I mean, all that stuff changes over time, obviously with the economy, all that type of stuff too. So you gotta be, you know, you gotta be fluid. You gotta be flexible. You gotta find ways to, to make things work. But um, that's our goal is always to put the kids first, put the families first and what they need. And I think that's why our retention rate has been, what it has been is because, you know, families, they, they incorporate this into their lives. Like they put our system into their off season and we usually drive a hard enough price point to where we can keep them for a full year where most places, especially, you know, when you're talking about adult fitness and you're talking about big box gyms, you know, they'll do like your open gym type style memberships for a very low price point. Whereas right. ours is a much higher price point for a year long time frame And, people see the value and what they're getting in that time frame. So we keep a lot of people that way. So, um, you know, and, and you gotta have balance there. You gotta have, you know, we want some of that, but then we also want higher ticketed people as well too. I mean, there's, there's balance between all of them. Um, I think our biggest jump in success that really kind of catapulted us in the right direction was, um, during the COVID time, um, when everything, or if that's still going on, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep up, but, yeah. uh, so with that time frame, you know, we were really the year previous to that, we were kind of, I wouldn't say we were stagnant, but we were definitely in like this kind of lull period where we were trying to figure out what all was going to happen. Right. And so with that, we kind of created a kind of a, I call it Parisi selects. That's the name of the program, but, um, it was kind of like a one-on-one -on -one type style, but I was going to have a ton of college athletes because everybody was getting school canceled. Um, nobody knew when they were going to report back and all that stuff. And I have athletes that come from me from as far as Notre Dame all the way to Stanford. I mean, wow. I mean, all across the board. And when they don't know what's going on, they're with me, you know, like they're trying to, they could, because they know that they can't take that time off. Like just because school's canceling, if I stop, 
my scholarship's gone when I come back. Right. Like I, you know, there's, there's a lot of stress that was in that process. So, you know, when I have those athletes that are here with me, we got to keep working and we got to figure it out. So we found a way to, you know, have a one-on-one type mentality, right. Level of programming, but for like a, mediocre kind of medium price range for them, but then we could all work out as a group, right? So it was kind of a big group training with a small group pricing. Um, but then it was okay. like a, a group of athletes that were super high level. I mean, we had, I had a girls group and I had a boys group. Um, and I mean, you know, it was crazy. It was awesome though, too, because I mean, that, that should have been something if I was thinking, right. Uh, we would have filmed that some way, somehow yes. to see that on a day-to-day basis. Cause it was, I mean, I had football guys from all over the place. I had, uh, you know, I mean, it was intense in here and because these guys were all stressed out just about life, but then, you know, finding, finding them working together to try and push each other in a time frame where there was a lot of unknown. I mean, it was beautiful. It was awesome. But um, from a, from a price point perspective, I mean, it, it really helped catapult us because now that selects program, I've kept that going, you know what I mean? And that ticket point, you know, runs from 500 to a thousand dollars and it's in that higher ticketed item for a shorter amount of time. Right. So like we run from six weeks to 12 weeks, you know, 500 to a thousand roughly in there, um, mm-hmm. 900, but so, yeah, so, I mean, that allowed us to kind of catapult our short-term stuff, which helped us in the sense for our long-term options, because there's a lot of unknowns and then it just kind of helped balance everything out. Okay. Okay, cool, man. And and so Sheldon, if, if you had like a magic wand here, let's say a magic business wand, right? You could tap your business. It'll be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Man, for me, I mean, obviously this is just one of my businesses, so I have multiple ones, but you know, the move that we are on the horizon of making is one of the most monumental pieces of my career so far that I've been trying to do. Um, you know, so that to me is my very next thing. And I know that it's close, but being able to make that happen, get that set up and, and have all of the stuff kind of put in place for that to flourish um, and continue to grow is, is, is going to be a big step um, and definitely something for that. So if I could just click the fingers and, and that would be done, that'd be awesome. But, you know, and I'm excited about the work. I, I, I know that. And I think that's one thing for me is, you know, I, I enjoy that portion of it. So, yeah. so yeah. So, I mean, it's a, that would be the one thing, man, if I could, I could smooth through this process very, very quickly and everything goes great and I got no issues. Um, that'd be awesome. The last time we moved, uh, just funny story real quick. I had, uh, I had actually torn a ligament in my thumb right here. Oh wow! So we're in the process of moving and I tore that ligament. And so like, I was having to move weights and equipment and all this stuff with like four fingers, like a monkey grip. I couldn't even <laughs> use my thumb. It was crazy, but, and then I got a cast on. So then once I had my cast, I could hardly use my fingers. Yeah. So was, and we were moving all within a couple of weeks. It was brutal, but it is. I, I got to ask, is rent going to be a big jump tripling your facility size like that? No. And that's kind of the crazy part is mm-hmm. that's, that's the most exciting part of the move is where we currently are, you know, they've consistently, and we lease where we are right now. So they've currently just increased and increased and increased, you know, and, and it's been nonstop. So now having the opportunity to go over here, you know, it'll increase a little bit, but it's going to, you know, five times in space. So with the amount of space that we gain and the amount of business that we can put in there that we have to turn away from over here, it's just a no brainer for us. So there you go. 
There you yeah. go. Cool, man. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you obviously have a passion for, you know, the athletes that you train, helping them reach their goals, helping them be the best, their best self. Yeah. Um, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, my number one thing with everything that I do, all of the things that I've ever gotten involved with, I mean, I have like two goals and typically those goals are, you know, my personal goals are to have fun and enjoy what I do, right? That's, that's my personal goal. Uh, you know, from the other thing is, you know, I want my family, my kids, my wife, you know, everybody that I work so hard for to be able to enjoy it and, and be able to grow up with these opportunities that I didn't have. Um, you know, the, from an athletic perspective, I was, you know, always undersized and definitely undercoached. And, you know, so for me, I felt that my mental ability and my physical ability were definitely good enough to play at a super high level. And they ended up being that way. You know, I was able to, but if I would have had what I have here and I could have coached myself when I was seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, all the way through high school, the opportunities in my life would have been completely different. And they right. would have, they would have, you know, and I wouldn't be where I am right now. And that could be good or bad, I guess. But um, you know, so I want to be able to give that to my, I have a daughter, I have a son, I have two kids. So, you know, and I think that both of them are going to love sports like I did. Um, and if they don't, they don't, but I think that they will. And, you know, so if they do, I want to be able to give them as much opportunity as humanly possible to be successful in, in what their passion is going to be. And, you know, so I, I think that that's the big picture for me, um, you know, too, with the move, especially, I think that it's a, you know, it's kind of a leveling up game in the sense of, you know, where we currently are, uh, you know, going from this to that would allow us, you know, some generational type things to happen, you know, knowing that my family would be secured in that sense of, you know, having commercial property and, and being a part of, you know, even at a bare minimum, having, you know, that type of real estate in a portfolio and, and doing some stuff with that. So, you know, those things are, you know, call that, you know, whatever, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it really, the dollars and cents are always kind of on the back end of my mind. It's more so of, uh, you know, that security of, of the long-term growth over time. And, you know, if they want to play whatever they want to play, they have a place to be able to do it and, you know, grow as individuals and, you know, just trying to give back what we didn't have when we grew up. And, you know, and I had a lot and I'm not, I'm not saying anything like that. I mean, I grew up with a single mom and who worked to the bone to be able to provide me an opportunity. And then I had to take that opportunity and do something with it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I hopefully am, you know, trying to make her proud in the process as well. And, you know, just trying to get back. There you go, man. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you, Sheldon. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode okay. here. But before yeah. we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything, yeah. just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, for sure. So pretty much all of our social is at Wichita Parisi. Um, so you can find, I mean, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, all that stuff. Obviously we're heavy on Facebook and Instagram. Those are like our main key drivers. Um, so yeah, so, so those there, um, you know, and then to kind of wrap it up, I mean, I always like to say, like, if you're listening, you're struggling, you want help, any of those things, like, don't be afraid to ask for the help. Don't be afraid to reach out to other gym owners. Don't be afraid to talk and network and, and find different things. Right. I mean, that's, I think that a lot of people get in the way of themselves when it comes time to those types of things. I mean, the only reason I am where I am is because I've 
I've asked and I wasn't afraid to ask for the help one and two, like I try to build up the people that are around me and try to, you know, empower them to, to be able to help me, you know, when I need it as well too. So um, businesses cutthroat, it's crazy. It's, you know, you gotta, you gotta stick it out and it's, it's a lot of legwork and it's a lot of grit and willpower and, and all of that, but don't be afraid to do it you know, know that there's other people out there that have gone through probably exactly what you're going through. So don't, don't be afraid to ask for help and, and try to, you know, gain that alliance of, of other people that just are in it for the right reasons, right? They want to see you be successful and they want to help yeah. you in the process. Yes, you guys make sure you check them out. Sheldon Howell from Wichita Parisi Speed School out of Wichita, Kansas. I appreciate you once again, brother. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.